4: Ladies and gentlemen of America, this is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the world. Tonight, we take a look at prison reform under the Trump administration. And I'll tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there's some action being done. And I'll tell you what, tonight joining us, we did an exclusive interview with Diamond and Silk, major Trump supporters of the Prison Reform and the First Step Act, You're going to hear that interview tonight on this show as we take a look at prison reform turned upside down under the Trump administration. This is AJC Radio. We take off right now. And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks along with Kendrick Barnes, Sampson Riddle, William Williams, Dennis Merritt, and Cliff Stewart and the entire AJC radio team tonight, as we are compelled, if you will, to take a look at prison reform in America tonight under the Trump administration, the impact of that prison reform, and a very, very special interview we're going to air for you tonight with, uh, excuse me, Diamond and Silk, uh, two ladies, I'll tell you what, that's making a huge impact across this country uh, regarding the Trump administration and Prison reform and everything you can think of in regards to the importance of why prison reform is is so important. It did happen under this administration. President Trump signed that into law, uh, and it was a bipartisan effort. Uh, President Trump was able to at least uh, uh, cross the aisle, come up with a solution, put different task force and different teams together uh, to see to it that this happened. And it has been a good thing. Uh, in my opinion people are going home that may not have gone home period uh and had a second chance as a result of President Trump and this legislation. William your thoughts?
5: Yeah it this was uh this was really monumental. Um if people are not aware this was a really big reform effort that as you pointed out Lamont it was bipartisan. But basically what they were trying to do is get these people out of prison, reduce the overcrowding, reduce recidivism uh, and come up with programs and initiatives to help these guys, number one, get out. And then once they're out, help them stay out, help them, you know, as far as uh, just some of the basic things that they need from driver's license to Social Security, getting basic identification to help them get, you know, up and get going on the right path, get jobs, uh, get places to live. And then also continue to expand on uh, what's called the Second Step Act, which is, you know, helping and working with not-for-profit organizations and certain community outreach as well. So it's a lot that's a big effort for. Uh, so,
4: the, the again, the, the Second Step Act has not been implemented no, at this point. No. Uh, what we'd like to, to focus on tonight, if we may, is the First Step Act. Uh, Clinton Stewart uh, being released under that act, one of the RFP-5 Uh, and was released from prison uh, as a result of that legislation. Uh, And I'll tell you right now, folks, the video of Clint's release has gone viral. We are right at 3 million views of that video. And I I tell you right now, a lot of thanks to Diamond and Silk, because they carry the majority of that weight. And on top of that last Sunday evening, uh, I believe it was last Sunday, uh, last weekend, uh, uh, President Trump retweeted the video, uh, and that was a big deal because everybody's talking about it. So uh, this is Agency Radio. Our number is 646-200-0628, 646-200-0628, and we will be, uh, again, in discussion, talking about these issues uh, with prison reform. These are important things. Dennis, your thoughts on the topic tonight?
6: again i agree with uh william i tell you it's a great thing uh we we saw it when uh clinton stewart uh, was released uh from federal prison uh early uh because of uh uh, something inside of the you know a a clause inside the first step act and i tell you it's great to see that uh things are actually happening i mean prison reform uh it's been a long time coming and we're starting to see the results of uh, not just, you know, like you said, bipartisanship on both sides of the aisle saying, okay, enough is enough. We got people in prison that shouldn't be in prison. Uh, we got them in there too long. We got them for the wrong reason. It's time to start looking at the way uh, we do things, and I think this is the first step. And from that, it can't do nothing but get better. And I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with what's going on.
4: Oh, absolutely. And uh, again, we're going to be in discussion. We're going to bring that interview, interv- interview, excuse me, to you shortly that we had with Diamond and Silk a few days ago. Uh, And we're excited, man. And uh, look, Clint Stewart, uh, I've known him for many, many, many years. uh, To see him home uh, with his family, reunited with his church, uh, and the overwhelming love and support that that has helped carry him through uh, this ordeal of injustice. Uh, And again, uh, Diamond and Silk are going to speak to that. They were very, very uh, moved by the story of Clint Stewart. Uh, And, uh, you know, you see something out there, folks, like this. Uh, You can go to Twitter. Uh, We're going to get all the locations of the uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of that. We're going to have all that for you here on the other side of the break so folks can go out and check it out. We're going to actually play that video. You'll hear the audio of it tonight uh, as we get ready to take off on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is AJC Radio. Tonight, Donald Trump, Prison Reform, The Impact, The Impact on a nation and also the exclusive one-on-one interview with diamond and silk. We'll be right back. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that. Life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or At the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with, especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause today. 1-855-529-4252 one 529 4252 We seek justice for the children. As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future.
7: Almost every day in the news, we hear stories about innocent people who are returning home after spending years in prison for crimes they did not commit. What you may not know is that their problems don't end once the limelight fades. For many, wrongfully convicted individuals don't receive a penny for the injustice that they've faced. Take the case of Floyd Bledsoe. He spent 16 years in the Kansas prison for murder and rape he did not commit. And while Floyd was eventually exonerated, he lost everything, his family, his farm, and decades worth of income. Unfortunately, Floyd's story is not unique. Kansas, along with 17 other states, doesn't have a law to compensate wrongfully convicted individuals for the injustices they've suffered. And in states with compensation laws, many of those are woefully inadequate. We owe it to all the men and women in all 50 states to provide fair compensation to those who've suffered these injustices. Join me in urging our lawmakers to do the right thing by the wrongfully convicted. Go to innocenceproject.org to find out how you can help.
6: I don't have to tell you about the challenges we face every day. That would be like preaching to the choir. Mm
8: -hmm.
6: Today you have a chance to face the challenge of your risk for diabetes. My dad had diabetes, and one in four U.S. adults are at risk, myself included. If you're older than 45 or African American, that
0: risk increases.
6: So here's a chance to ask yourself, what can I do? Talk to your doctor about getting screened and know what your options are. Learn more at askscreenknow.com.
0: The United States of America incarcerates more people than any other country in the world. In fact, the U.S. hosts more prison inmates than all other developed nations combined. As of 2010, the world population was over 6.8 billion people, with an estimated 9.8 million in jail. This figure, compiled by the International Center for Prison Studies, refers both to individuals held in jail awaiting trials and inmates serving time after sentencing. So there are 9.8 million human beings on planet Earth living inside of cages that we know of. In 2010, the US was home to about 309 million people, four and a half percent of the world's total population, but housed 23% of the world's prisoners. So take a moment to think about what this means. It means we imprison more people than enormous autocratic countries like China. We imprison more people than Russia. Compared to the size of our population, our rate of imprisonment dwarfs our closest allies, like the United Kingdom, France, and Canada. As of 2010, there were over 1.6 million post-trial inmates serving sentences in America's state and federal facilities. This number does not include those being detained pre-trial or those on probation. The most unique feature of incarceration in America is the large and active role of our federal government. In most countries, crime is reacted to at the local or regional level, whereas the American government finances and legislates a significant portion of law enforcement at the national level. State governments still do their fair share of incarceration, though. California and Texas incarcerate more than other states with over 171,000 inmates each. Florida is a close third with over 103,000 prisoners. But no single state locks up more people than the federal government with over 208,000 inmates perhaps the nickname land of the free home of the brave should be updated though i suppose you need to be brave to endure the highest likelihood of incarceration the world has ever known prisons are not what we think about when we think of america and they shouldn't have to be a free nation shouldn't imprison so many people and a fiscally responsible nation can't afford to with close to 40 billion dollars a year in state correctional spending the financial costs are obvious and staggering alone. But the human costs are often underappreciated. 1.6 million fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of American families are incarcerated. It's time for people to realize that the criminal justice system in America is desperately in need of reform.
4: Ladies and gentlemen to AJC Radio tonight uh, I'll tell you what folks A lot of things are going on In politics in this country right now A lot of things are happening uh, We're in election season uh, but We want to take a look right now At the first Step act uh, by, uh, That was signed into law By President Trump uh, There's been a lot of things Talked about A lot of things stated about this legislation uh, I want to be very clear on one thing uh, this was a bipartisan effort on all sides that President Trump said as soon as it hit his desk, he signed it immediately. And I think that speaks volumes. I think it, it lets you know that no matter w- where you stand in the political spectrum, uh, that if people come together, things can get done. Uh, and it took a serious effort uh and I agree, uh, some former administrations did not accomplish this. So I, I think these are things that uh, definitely have to be looked at as a, as a true accomplishment uh, from the Trump administration. Uh, every, every administration has certain key moments uh, that I believe are moments in time. I believe this prison reform, uh, signed into law and legislation by President Trump, is a moment in time for the history of this country. Uh, all you have to do is hear the people that have been affected by it, the people that have said, "Look, you know, this is something that's made a difference," uh, and and that's what I believe we have to focus on. Um, so again, we're going to be bringing the Diamond and Silk interview. They came on, uh, and uh, we're going to before we bring them on and, and let you hear that interview. We're going to play the release of Clinton Stewart. But right now, let's hear a little bit about. Uh, how this First Steps Act has impacted uh, former inmates in this situation. Let's hear it.
9: For decades, the criminal justice conversation has been a hard conversation to have. Almost non-existent. It was all about the political leaders uh, thinking about who can be tough on crime, who can lock up the most, And throw away the key. It dehumanized. But I'm standing here today saying this is what a second chance looked like.
10: With your help, last year we brought the whole country together to achieve a truly momentous milestone. They said it couldn't be done. Past administrations had tried and failed Some didn't try very hard, I will say say that. But they tried and they failed. After years of waiting, we assembled a historic coalition and it was indeed historic. We had them so liberal you wouldn't believe it and so conservative you wouldn't believe it. And they got together, I said, how did we do that one? But it was a beautiful thing to watch, it really was. And we rallied activists and faith leaders and law enforcement and lawmakers alike. We worked across party lines very strongly. After all of the work and effort, we passed the bill and I proudly signed it into law, the most significant criminal justice reform in many generations.
9: My name is Tanisha Bannister. I was released after doing 16 and a half years under the First Step Act. And it was because of that act that I was able to reunite with my family. I want to thank all the political leaders that crossed party lines and stepped out of their comfort zone to make this happen. So many, like myself, have been displaced in the criminal justice system for so long. But I stand here today to say, because of the First Step Act, we're able to move towards the second step. I want to thank the president for... Giving me another leash on life. If it wasn't for you, Mr. President, I'll still be serving five years in prison. And I'll be forever grateful for that. I just want society to know that this is one bright spot that we can stand on. That's not a issue that has to be forgotten about. It's one that has been uh, focused on by not only just the political leaders, but the organiza- organizations that fight, that treasure to Washington, that was our voice then we- when we didn't have a voice to be heard. And I just wanna say thank you. I wanna say that in order to take the first step, you have to be willing to do things that you're not comfortable with. You might you have to be willing to have conversations that you're not willing to have. For decades, the criminal justice conversation has been a hard conversation to have, almost non-existent. It was all about the political leaders uh, thinking about who can be tough on crime, who can lock up the most and throw away the key. It dehumanized But I'm standing here today saying, this is what a second chance looked like. I'm determined not to let my past define my future, but to continue to move forward day by day, step by step, and not forget about the ones that left behind. There's still work to do. But what I can say is on this day, A change has been made and we're looking forward to things to come in the near future. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Benedict College, for having me. Thank all the political leaders and organizations that fought for not just myself, but others like me. First Step Act not only freed thousands of people, but it helped rehabilitate us, to have us ready to integrate back into society. And live a comfortable life. And I just wanna say thank you again. Being incarcerated, separated from my family
11: for 22 years, almost 22 years, was one of the hardest challenges of my life. When one person goes to prison, it impacts not only that person, but their family, their communities, their society. For generations, we are impacted. Criminal justice reform is not a partisan issue. We are human beings. I represent, as you see my face here, see the faces of the ones that you will never see unless we come together, unless we come together to act, to cause other families to be reunited the way that I was reunited with my family. It was only by the grace of God that our president's heart was touched by my story and signed papers to commute my sentence.
10: Here with us today is Jerome Brown, who served 11 years in prison and now is a master barber. Oh, good, I can have my hair properly cut. Where's sir? <laughs> Lindsay, do you have a scissor on you by any chance? I... Finally, I can get a good haircut been criticized for a long time now it's uh i'm doing really well it's more than 500 clients and jerome i'd love you to come up and say a few words but perhaps more importantly check out my hair see what you can do for me
2: (laughs) first i would just like to say thank you to the president for giving everybody a chance because a lot of times there are people in prison
12: and you don't really know like their goals or their, you know, what they want in life, unless they have a chance.
10: On criminal justice reform, trade, the economy, and so much else, our American First Agenda is focused on expanding opportunity for citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. For decades, politicians of both parties put their own interests ahead of your interests and put the interests of foreign nations ahead of the interests of our nation. Our leaders spent $8 trillion on wars in the Middle East, but they allowed our great cities to fall into tragic decay and disrepair. For the cost of one year of war in the Middle East, we could have given scholarships to every child at every inner city school in America and had tremendous numbers of dollars left over. Politicians drained America's wealth. Police and ancient tribal conflicts, overseas while leaving generations of African-American children, trapped in failing government schools and in failing inner cities. I hope that you will judge my administration based on the tremendous amount that we've achieved, not talking, but achieving. We've made, it's, it's really something, it's really something. And the support that you've given is incredible. We've made our nation stronger than ever before. And I'm here to tell you that we're just getting started. And we're just getting started for the African American community, too. Please remember that. And I will say this, and I really say this with great confidence the best is yet to come.
4: Well, there you have it, President Trump, inmates, former inmates, sharing an impact situation that shook their lives, hopefully, in the right direction. Then is when you hear these families, these individuals, the lady said, You know what? I'd still be locked up but the one lady twenty two years. Away. And the way the system was designed, going through clemency and computation through uh, the Department of Justice, stacks upon stacks of applications, some being set at the bottom, African American applicants. And even when, under the Obama administration, when there was an issue at the Department of Justice to try. To go in and see what the problem was With clemency and getting things done Nobody did anything And the lady that was set in position And we'll have research find her name Ended up resigning Her post at the Department of Justice She was sent in to try to fix the problem And they they roadblocked her And my understanding was She showed up at the White House To say look I can't do my job here so at the end of the day, the actions of this president and saying, you know what? I can pardon who I want. I can mute who sentence, whoever I want to do. With that comes criticism, whatever. Those Tell that to the families on that, at that White House behind that podium about being reunited with their families. Tell that to Clint Stewart who was separated, and multiple requests had been made. Make no mistake about it. Multiple reaching out to the former administration to see, to bring action, to bring this father home to his daughter. Nothing. Nothing was done. Dennis, your thoughts as you hear these families?
6: It's awesome. and I mean, it's really... Uh, When you think about it and you hear the, uh, I mean, they're so grateful Mm -hmm. because like you said, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have been trying to uh, get some type of reform moving and it's just been at a stalemate And, and, you know, you couldn't get Democrats and Republicans to come together for, you know, pretty much nothing, but to have this happen and then to hear, hear, from the people that were on the other end, the recipients of the, this 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 first step act, it, it's, it's just awesome. And again, I can't. I have to touch on Clinton Stewart because, man, when you hear the cheers and when you see this man stand there and he's like, "Man, I'm going home," and that could not have happened had it not been for the first step act. And again, we talk about administ- the prior administration. I mean, come on. Let's be real. I mean, a lot was pushed toward that administration to say, "Hey, you know, we got something going on. It's wrong. It's wrong. Can you help us?" And, and and nothing happened. So again, we have to uh, give credit to where credit is due. And at this time, that credit belongs to President Trump and those by those those senators and congressmen and women that came together Absolutely. to stepped across that line and said, "Hey." We gotta do something That's that's where we gotta say hey Thank you Thank you for what you're doing And what's about to happen Who knows where we're going from here Again I'll re-quote Trump He said it's only the beginning So
4: hey and the, best, and the best is yet the best to come, is yet to come. Um, I'll tell you right now folks This is something that's critically important uh, you, People may not find it important Where injustice has not visited Their front door But I can tell you right now uh, this is a and that's why this is what we call an impact to see a daddy walk through a front door and see those kids when they had no opportunity and it looked hopeless that they would ever see any type of justice. This is what we 're talking about. this is about uh what America is about, what it should be about, and uh the Justice system. President Trump has been vocal of regarding the criminal justice system, that it has been broke. We've been singing that song a long time. Right? Uh, that's not a new song, uh, That they would consider that an oldie. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, this is what we're talking about. Folks, feel free to dial into this show, 646 200 0628. 646 200 0628. On the other side of the break, we're coming back more about the First Step Act, the impact of prison reform on a nation, and also the interview with Diamond and This is AJC Radio.
13: Do you know anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a Just Cause with a monthly, annual or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a Just Cause at 855-529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A Just Cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall.
14: How often does our justice system get it wrong, convicting innocent people of crimes they did not commit? A new project by the University of Michigan Law School and the Center for Wrongful Convictions at Northwestern University School of Law tries to answer that question. In the last 23 years, more than 2,000 people have been convicted of serious crimes and later exonerated, according to the National Registry of Exonerations. By far, the largest segment was almost 1,200 defendants falsely convicted because of large-scale patterns of police corruption, generally in drug and gun cases. Of the remaining 873 defendants exonerated, nearly half were wrongly convicted of murder, and of that group, 101 were sentenced to death. On average, it took more than 11 years for a conviction to be set aside. Why does the justice system get it wrong? In homicides, the biggest problem is perjury and false accusation, most often by supposed eyewitnesses. False convictions in adult rape cases are primarily based on mistakes by eyewitnesses, while false convictions in child sex abuse cases are often for fabricated crimes that never occurred. 2,000 exonerations may seem small in a nation with more than 2.3 million people behind bars, but there are far more false convictions than the report contains. Most false convictions are never formally challenged, and those convictions that are successfully overturned receive little or no attention from the media, according to the report's authors.
12: My nephew Joshua was 13 when he was killed in 2001. Was living with me at the time. He asked me, can I go by Billy's house? I thought, well, you know, what's the harm in that? You know? My mistake was I assumed that there was a parent home. I assumed his father had his weapon properly secured. The kid had removed the magazine, so the kid was sure that the gun was safe. And he, what he didn't know was there was a bullet chamber. Joshua had this fear of weapons because he lost his mother to gun violence. I think this kid really pulled the trigger to show Joshua that, that it was not dangerous The hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life is to tell my mom we have to bury her grandson. The pain was so great, we just wanted to do something positive and we also wanted to try to prevent families from experiencing the same pain that this put my family through. Yeah. We've been working with the End Family Fire campaign.
8: Yeah.
12: Family Fire is the accidental shooting of a family member with a weapon that was improperly secured, improperly stored. It's a difficult conversation for people. You don't want to ask or say anything to your neighbors because you don't want to offend them, but there are important things we should know. Where are they going when they play? (laughs) What is the environment of that home? We have to understand that children are inquisitive. They're curious. And there's not one corner of the house that they haven't gone through. If you're a gun owner, you have to make sure your weapon is inaccessible. It will save the family from the pain and the trauma that my family's put through. Because once that happens, it's forever. And if I could prevent one family from experiencing that, then his life will have some purpose.
11: Diversity is a huge part of our society. We need it. It's instrumental, invaluable. If
9: you leave out certain people,
13: you then, in turn, really limit creativity and society's ability to solve problems.
15: That's what we can do in the next four years. Our world is not singular. There are so many
3: voices and experiences that deserve to be heard and expressed.
16: Diversity is really the key to life. Without diversity, life becomes stagnant. It acknowledges and values the importance of everyone, which makes us as a country even better. Martin Luther King, he had a
11: dream. It was for everybody to be united. To
16: so stand up for freedom together. Without diversity,
11: there's no progress. And that's what black history is.
3: Black history.
11: More than a month.
4: back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. Tonight, dealing with prison reform, the impact of the Trump administration really affecting lives. Uh, you heard from some of the inmates, former inmates, uh, who President Trump gave a second chance to, but took a first step uh, in starting a new tomorrow uh, for these individuals. Not enough can be said about it. Uh, We go back and forth as a country, as a nation. uh, In the world of politics, business, everybody has an opinion. One thing is clear that needs no opinion. That families that were separated from their loved ones as a result of incarceration are now reunited. It is my belief that in this country, the story of redemption is what America's all about. If we cannot give a first step to a second step and a third, how then will we ever be able to heal as a nation and bring families back together? So we are very honored tonight to discuss this issue uh, in regards to prison reform. Uh, right now, we take a, another listen in to President Trump talking criminal justice reform uh, and the impact on the nation.
17: President Trump made his first official visit to a historically black college or university Friday It at the 2019 Second Step Presidential Justice Forum at Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina. Mr. Trump touched on everything from the First Step Act to the impeachment inquiry he emphasized his commitment to ending injustice in the country.
10: We have so many people that have been hurt, destroyed, and humiliated in ways that we've never seen before in the history of our country. And we're working to put an end for everybody to horrible injustice and the horrible practices that we've seen. It's just not only here, it's it's in other places. It's in some pretty high places. Justice, fairness, and due process are core tenets of our democracy. These are timeless principles I will faithfully uphold as president. They're principles Republicans stand for and historically Democrats have stood for in the past.
17: President Trump's visit came a day before some 2020 Democratic presidential candidates will descend on the HBCU to lay out their own criminal justice reform plans. Mayan Schechter joins us now from Columbia, South Carolina. She's a state house reporter at the state. Mayan, thank you so much for being with us. So this event was originally billed as a forum featuring 2020 Democratic presidential candidates and President Trump. How did that format change?
18: So, last week, uh, we got the announcement that Trump was coming to Columbia, South Carolina to speak at this 2020 bipartisan Justice uh, Center uh, symposium that is, was supposed to focus on criminal justice reform. But with any presidential uh, visit, um, it automatically or mostly becomes a, an official White House visit. So this became an official White House visit. Uh, today. And that was ticket only. Um, it was not uh, a visit that uh, visitors, excuse me, supporters of Trump could easily get tickets. It was not ticketed. Um, so this, this was an announcement made last week. Um, and that changed it.
17: So invitations were extended to about 300 people, we understand, but a large portion of those were guests of the administration. So does it seem his message resonated with
18: people there, given how small the audience was? Well, I think the message definitely resonated inside. There was, like you mentioned, a good number of supporters of the president and his administration. There were also tickets that were given to the state Republican Party here that were then handed out to uh, certain individuals, including state lawmakers, uh, mostly from the Republican Party. Uh, but yes, I-, I think to answer your question, that it, his message resonated inside. It definitely likely reg- resonated with the president's core base um, outside of, of the venue. Obviously, the, the message from, from those outside the venue was uh, much different uh, with the heavy protests that we saw. Well,
17: I, I want to ask you about that, because this is believed to be the president's first visit to an HBCU. However, only nine students were invited to the event with the president. Your newspaper reported students were told to stay in their dorms while the president was on campus.
18: Yes, and, and my, my, one of my colleagues, Lucas DiPilli, uh, really wrote about that students were, uh, who were not invited were told to, to stay inside or not to be on campus, mostly because of, of security reasons. But yes, yeah, so the school um, was able to invite uh, nine students. Unfortunately, only seven could attend because two had ROTC training at the very same time.
17: Okay, interesting. So how then did students in general there respond to the president's visit?
18: Many students originally saw this as a really great opportunity for the president to not only get to know their HBCU, but get to know their community. But yes, students were not happy with the fact that this was not an opportunity where they could ask the president questions. So many students saw uh, the president coming to their school, to Benedict College, as sort of uh, using their school as a prop, um, as using it as an opportunity to really talk to his base and not to really get to know the, the black community here in Columbia, South Carolina. They were very, very, very critical of the president's stop today.
17: All right. So a recent poll from the Associated Press shows that Trump's approval rating among African-Americans is at just four percent. Was the president hoping to gain more support from this voting block from this visit?
18: Yeah, i think I think it was a twofold. I mean, this is an opportunity for the president to to the first step act that he signed last year uh, to his base, also to to members of a minority uh, community, to to African Americans. But yes, I, I think the President wanted to use this opportunity to to talk directly to uh, the black community here, uh, specifically in South Carolina. I, I do think that the president wanted to use this opportunity to talk and connect with the black community here in South Carolina. Clearly, he wanted to use this as well beyond just that. But there were definitely moments where, where it, uh, his speech sort of centered on um, what you would see at some of his campaign rallies. So I, I think it was twofold. I think he tried to use it as an opportunity to grow his base, but it was an opportunity that he used to really talk directly to his base.
17: So is the First Step Act a popular piece of legislation with South Carolina? Line of voters, and do they give the president credit for that?
18: Criminal justice reform in general is very popular with South Carolina voters, particularly black voters that I've talked to while I've been covering 2020 on the trail. I'll be honest, when I do talk to voters about criminal justice reform, rarely do they mention the president's name. I'm not sure if many really know that he did indeed sign the First Step Act. Um, but. Yes, his, his that piece of legislation is very popular here. I, I've never heard anyone, uh, anyone here trash it or, or criticize it. I mean, like we saw today, the president invited three three people up on stage. One of whom was a, a Columbia resident who had been sentenced to a pretty lengthy prison sentence on on drug charges, but got out because of the first step step act, and and was able to talk today about why the president signing that piece of legislation was so instrumental to her being let out of prison early and to her being able to start her life again. Now,
17: this is obviously an important event for several 2020 Democratic candidates as well to attend this criminal justice forum. We just heard that Senator Kamala Harris says she will no
18: longer attend. Do you know why not? Kamala Harris has has clearly not been happy with with the president's rhetoric even before today I think the president what the president said um up on the stage was she did not appreciate uh, I know she also jabbed the president for his uh, uh being a recipient of a uh Uh, Bipartisan Justice Center award that she herself has received. Um, Clearly, we know that Kamala Harris is not a fan of the president, and uh, she will, she actually will be hosting, or she'll be, we're not totally sure on the details yet, but she'll be uh, speaking with Allen University students tomorrow instead. She'll still be in Columbia, we just don't exactly know where. Um, And Allen University is the uh, is an HBCU that's directly located next door to Benedict College.
17: All right, Mayan Schecter, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
18: I appreciate it.
4: Okay, there you have it. Uh, uh, At the end of the day, and and, and President Trump is making it clear what he's going to do, uh, that these things didn't happen without him. And that administration, at the end of the day, any type of legislation that comes on the desk uh, of any president, they have to sign it. And if they choose not to sign it, I believe that, that that's – is that veto power if there's a – if there's law that comes there and they just simply don't agree with it? He, can, he had the option to veto it if he wanted to, so the question is, is that um, he didn't do that. That says a lot. William, I think that says a lot.
5: Yes, it does. I mean, you know, we've, as you pointed out, you know, we've gone through, you know, a lot here. But when you have a piece of legislation as, as a country, sorry, but as when you have a piece of legislation like this where it does cross the aisle and, and people have known for a long time that our judicial system needed to be reformed and this came along and it was an opportunity to bridge the gap. Of all the differences that, that we've seen, we've seen on, on television, we've heard it across the airwaves, across social media, but this is something that our leaders united and came up with because they realized this has been a huge problem, a very big, big problem. When you're talking about a country our size has a prison population you know, overage, when you got these guys that are in prison and we've seen it here in our own community where the guys get out they have no place to go they're oftentimes they're turned to shelters or, or then there are it's halfway houses and things like that and then they're they're looking for opportunities they're looking for chances there's a lot of, a lot of companies that don't hire those that have uh, convictions and so they need some kind of resources some kind of avenue out there to find help and so you know that's what the first step act was you know has,
16: Started and brought, you know, to light this opportunity.
5: Well, I'll
4: tell you what it is something. successful Did you have something? Uh,
16: yeah, I was actually just sitting here looking at some of the numbers that um, that are associated with the pre- uh, the first step act that that President Trump uh, basically signed into law. I mean, we we're talking like thousands of people having their redu- their sentence reduced, and it's retroactive; it's going back. We're talking about in excess of like twenty five hundred sentences that are being reduced. Oh. El- elderly. Um, people that have been convicted that like I'm looking look at like 394 of them they got released to finish out their term at home you know not on on top of you know the hundreds of people that are getting released you know I mean it's just it's amazing that you know like we've all been saying that people cross uh party lines to make this stuff happen you know I mean there's been times and time again where it's been a lot of talk you know we've heard about it I've heard about prison reform my entire life but never seen it go into action and now here it is, you know. I mean, like him or not, President Trump made this happen. You know, he, the legislators, like Dennis was saying earlier, the congressmen and women, the senators, they came in, they did their part. But he signed it into law, and you mean, oh, and, and
4: by no means, uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, it takes a little bit of politics to run this country, uh, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Eventually, you're going to have to agree on something to get something done. Uh, this was a major issue when we we are in a time in this country when neighborhoods, low income neighborhoods and uh, predominantly minority neighborhoods lost confidence that there was ever a better day coming uh, where people are being shot and, and youngsters are being killed on the street, not by all law enforcement, but by some bad apples in the bunch, if you will, taking lives. So to bring some sense of hope back uh, to these neighborhoods. And I can't, I mean, I can't imagine because of what happened with the IRP-5. This was something that the injustice was so horrific. The loss of Lawana Banks-Clark That's collateral damage of injustice. The Christmases, the birthdays, the time lost with your loved ones, with your church community. Nobody understands it. Nobody understands. Except you live it. I can tell you tonight, we have lived it. We fight for justice. For these families, but also those that we may never meet. We fight for justice. And it's important that we understand there's a high price on injustice. Price is too high. Uh, The pain is too severe. The sadness. When a loved one is separated from mom, dad, sister, brother, father, father, Son, daughter, we must fight for justice. And I am grateful tonight, President Trump, what he has done, our members of Congress who came across the aisle to say we must make a difference and work collectively to make that difference happen. The other side of the break, we're coming back. Diamond and Silk, that interview, Clinton Stewart's release audio of that moment that shook social media by storm. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States? I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that That is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world. The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population, but we have over
6: 25%
4: of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, we are also the world's most archaic. I'm going to give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call 1-855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call a just cause today. Don't delay. Call one eight five 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 two nine 4252 It is time And I say high time That we take America's Incarceration Seriously Won't you join us
11: Call today Black History Month is huge It's a way for us to reconnect With our history
3: Continue to celebrate and acknowledge The immense amount of contributions that black people have made black history month is a celebration of culture another
0: opportunity for everyone to remember that we're all human and to have a month that reminds people that black history is american history
16: more than just having names and numbers and dates that are in a book to remember how important it is to be black i think that the important black history month is that if you don't know where you came from you're not going to be prepared for where you're going
11: we all stand on the shoulders of somebody else if i stand tall because I'm standing on the shoulders of those who came before me.
3: Black history.
11: More than a month.
3: Here are 50 white guys. Here are 50 black guys. Here's how many white guys can expect to go to prison in their lifetime. The chances amount to 1 out of 17. Now, here's how many black guys can expect the same thing. The chances are 1 out of 3. Why? Lots of reasons. It's complicated. But one thing is clear, there's racial bias at every level of the criminal justice system. When blacks and whites commit the same kind of crimes, blacks are more likely to be arrested. Once arrested, they're more likely to be convicted. Once convicted, they're more likely to serve longer sentences. Look at the numbers in America's so-called war on drugs. About 14% of American drug users are black, as are about a quarter of drug sellers. Yet blacks are 34% of the people arrested for drug crimes. And those convicted of drug crimes, 46% are black. By the time we factor in sentencing, there are actually more black drug offenders than white ones in state prison and in federal prison. In the end, the incarceration rate for drug crimes is 10 times higher for blacks than it is for whites. These are the facts. Racial disparity in America's war on drugs is one big reason that one out of three black men can expect to go to prison in their lifetime. Because I'm 16,
19: I can't drive at night. Because I'm 16, I can't work past 10 o'clock
5: on a school night.
16: Because I'm 16, I can't get a cell phone contract without my parents.
19: Because I'm 16, I can't get a flu shot without my mother's consent.
2: At 16, I'm not old enough to watch an R-rated movie alone.
19: Because I'm 16, I can't buy a lottery ticket.
16: I can't vote. I can't drink.
19: I can't smoke.
16: I can't join the military.
19: Because I'm 16, I can't sit on a jury, but I can be tried as an adult. I can get a lifetime criminal record. If I get
11: arrested, my parents don't have to be notified. Because I'm 16, my mother had to sign this consent form so that I could participate in this video.
2: But I can go to an adult prison.
10: But I can go to Rikers Island.
2: But I can be sent to Attica.
10: My name is Michael Coriero. I was a judge for 28 years in the criminal courts of the state of New York. New York is one of only two states in the entire nation that automatically tries children as young as 16 as adults. We need to change that.
5: Last week, my father sent me to my room.
19: Next week, a judge could sentence me to an adult prison.
10: We need to judge children as children. It's time to raise the age of criminal responsibility in New York.
4: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight. Feel free to dial in at 646-200-0628, 646-200-0628. Talking about prison reform tonight, the Trump administration turning really the prison reform world upside down with legislation signed that has brought folks home to their families. And we're just getting started. According to President Trump, the best is yet to come on this issue, but we wanted to kind of talk to you and let you hear from the president of why this came about uh we were honored this week to have an interview with diamond and silk known really as some they call them the trump warriors if you will from what i've read up on these young ladies and i'll tell you it was it really a privilege uh in having that conversation with them uh and we had an opportunity to talk to them lisa joined us for that interview lisa stewart uh a definitely uh uh, outspoken person here on AJC and a Just Cause Advocacy, uh, and we were we were thrilled uh, to have that interview. Uh, Pastor Rose Banks joined in on that interview as well, and uh, without any further delay, Diamond and Silk coming at you on AJC Radio. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I was getting ready to say good morning, good afternoon to you.
20: Good afternoon. How are you
4: doing? I'm doing great. And who am I speaking with?
20: This is Diamond
4: and Silk. Hello. Both of you guys are on the line?
21: Uh-huh. Yes, we are. We're both here.
4: Man, I'll tell you what. We are highly impressed with you two ladies, you two young ladies. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, oh, for what, thank you. What, you're very welcome um, for what you guys have done. Uh, that video of Clint Stewart's release is is definitely at viral status and uh we were looking at the numbers of the views from your from your uh from your facebook from your twitter Mm -hmm. well 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 over a million people that have seen that seen that video and people are talking about it and i don't even know what to say uh other than thank you and we admire you guys for what you guys are standing for it means a lot to us and probably a lot to the african-american community uh of what you're doing so um I know you guys have, what, about 20 minutes? Is that what we... uh uh-huh. Okay. You guys are busy. at CPAC week, right? Yes. Yes.
20: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are so, so busy, and they're still booking us, and we're like, okay,
8: look.
4: Wow. <laughs> hey, you know how honored I feel to have you taking a few minutes with us? That means everything. I can't say thank you enough for that. And, uh, wow, I was doing some... Reading up on you ladies, how do you guys sleep?
8: <laughs>
21: well, with God, all things are possible. That's all right. We you know, get our beauty yeah. rest.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've seen you guys all over TV. And uh, my colleague Lisa and my sister has just joined us. Lisa, are you with me?
13: I am here. This is
4: Diamond and Silk, uh, the world tour ladies on, on, uh, <laughs> on what they're doing for uh president trump and, and all these good things and we're going to get into that here in a moment Hello, but least... Lisa.
13: hi so nice to speak with you today
20: and likewise thank
4: you okay let me say this on the top of this interview we we're, we're just gonna go straight into it um, pastor Rose banks of uh, Colorado Springs Fellowship Church here has been a stout uh, stout supporter and, and really a tower of strength if you will uh, for Clint Stewart and these guys there are three guys remaining, David Banks, Dave Zapolo, and Demetrius Harper, who are part of this uh, this I, our IRP Solutions uh, team that we're trying to get out, along with Clint Stewart being already out and Kendrick Barnes already being out. But uh, we'll speak a little bit to that. That's our focus at this point, but we had to get on here and say very a very, very special thank you for what you guys did to push this video out. And uh, I think the last count from all the people from, from Twitter Facebook uh, and uh, YouTube, we're well over 2,700,000 views of that video. That's
20: right. That's right. That's right. Um, To tell you the truth, you know, we just saw something Mm
3: -hmm. and
20: it it touched our heart. And we decided to retweet it because that's something that the mainstream media uh, do not want the world to see. And so right. we have to use what we got in order to get what we want. And we used our platform to say, hey, look at the good things that's happening within the black community. Look what President Trump is implementing to help the black community. And that was basically our intent. We didn't know that it was going to go to this. We didn't know that the president would retweet it. We had no idea about that.
4: Wow. Well, that speaks volumes of the, the impact uh, of mm-hmm. that video and then the impact and the influence that you ladies have uh, regarding President Trump, prison reform. And that's going to be our mm-hmm. show. That will be That's going to be what we're going to actually be talking about uh, in regards to that as we approach this. Uh, we're already in the election season. so Oh, yeah. Um, that's right. That's a big deal. And uh, like I was saying uh, previously, Pastor Banks uh, has been pastoring here for over 38 years. In Colorado Springs, and she is a true pillar of strength to, to the to the guys, and she wanted to definitely, t- she told me, she said, please express to them my sincere appreciation uh, for what you guys did, and the, like I said, you came across something, but you did something with it, and she is so very, very grateful, and she wanted me to definitely uh, let you know that.
8: Wow. Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you
20: so, so much. Thank you. And can I just also express that that's just following your heart. A lot of people just do not know how to go with the flow and follow their heart. And that's all that Diamond and Silk did. We followed our heart, and we went with the flow of things. And look, look look at what's happening. You know, the exposure of of everything that's going on. Um, I understand that there's three more guys that's still waiting on their freedom. Um, And so with that said, we didn't even know that. It it, It was about that seed that was planted. And all you have to do is plant the seed and watch it grow. And that's what's happening right
4: now. No, for sure. And and I'll tell you what, uh, the other three guys have endured. They're approaching eight years right now mm. on 11th sentence. Uh, what I want to do, the email that I do have, um, how we were able to get in touch with you, is it okay that I send information about and send you their names? And uh, I'm considering at this point to maybe uh, – sending some type of message out via social media about these three guys. And uh, I'd love, to, I'd be more than happy to send that to you guys. And maybe if you wouldn't mind, push that out uh, as you guys did this one, that would mean a heck of a lot to us because they're all part of the same fight for justice. Uh, so they are, the stories are both related. And uh, I mean, that's a long time and I'll share this with well, you diamond. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
20: The best thing to do is to go ahead on and you start it, you plant the seed and you push it out wherever you need to push it out and then yes. let it do what it needs to do. Now, you're more than welcome to send us a link to, you know, wherever it, it sure. is at on your social media, you know.
21: Yes. L- let me ask you this here. So the other three guys is locked up. Yeah. Um, I think there's this some Penny Annie stuff from Bias.
4: Say that again. Why
21: are they locked right. up? Right.
4: Well, here's what's crazy. These guys were IT professionals, our IT professionals, uh, developed some software to keep America safe from terrorist attacks. Okay. And basically this software was something that the D- Department of Homeland Security had never seen before. They were called to Washington, courted out there, showed this software, and they said they had never seen anything like it. These, these uh, guys came together, brought, made this software happen. I think they were getting ready to be put into the budget for over $100 million dollars. After okay. they had done the software, and all of a sudden, I think it was about two weeks later, the FBI came into their business, said we want to see financial records. Never oh. At oh. Yes.
5: Oh gosh,
21: Excuse, oh, please forgive me.
4: No, uh, you're fine. Okay,
21: No, I know what I, I know what's happening. Right uh, yeah, I see. see right this is, this is the stuff that ticks me off. Yes. When it comes to our society, mm-hmm. and when it comes to black men or women creating something, and when they create something that's better than mm-hmm. somebody else, now right. we got to put you under all of this scrutiny. Hmm.
4: Exactly. That's what happened, and then they come oh. in there. This, listen, the financial records is right in the middle of the floor. Go ahead and take a look. They had nothing to hide. These are these are respectable men, God fearing oh. men, church going men in their community. And they come in. You know what they did? They mirrored every computer, trying to find that software. Copied every hard drive. When Uh, they didn't find it, they came to take
21: their stuff.
4: Exactly. Exactly right. And you know what? What it it took my mind to was President Trump making the point when he's calling out the FBI. And again, we Mm -hmm. know we got we got good people in the FBI. So let me say that good people are there. But for those that are not good that's what president trump has been calling out and you're like wow look at this and then you come up with some trumped up charges mail fraud and wire fraud that sticks in any case that the fbi wants <sighs> to bring and these guys get locked up taken away from their families mm. uh, it was a nightmare these guys had never been in trouble with the law a day in their life what? oh my
21: goodness And yeah, i don't understand our society and especially when it comes to our black men why they are trying to they emasculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell my black men, if you only knew your power, yes. see, because if you wasn't powerful, they wouldn't try to stop you at all costs. That's right. Uh-huh. That's see, right. if you was a drug addict, if you were selling drugs, mm-hmm. that would be glorified and celebrated. Yes. Yes. But because you got some genius here, sitting here, okay, we gonna put this together because we can do this and that, you know you know what type of, you know what time it was. Mm-hmm.
4: What, uh, is, that was you know. because. So, but it, uh, go ahead. Not, go ahead. not
20: trying to make this about race. What color are the other gentlemen?
4: Well, they, they were told. Oh, it's about race. Oh, it's about race. They were black, and then oh. you had one. You had one Italian American. He's a white guy from the East Coast, but mm-hmm. uh, a polo. Well, you know how that works. If you're yeah, hanging with it. blacks. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we don't uh, will count you as a brother, too. And you
20: know what? That's, That's that thing. one drop. That's that you know one drop.
4: What? Go ahead. Dave, Dave <coughs> DiPolo, he
13: was not originally a part of what they were doing. What They were they were going after strictly the the African-American men. And then Dave DiPolo, uh presented something in defense of these men. And then they threw him in the boat as well. Right,
8: right.
1: That breaks and, my
20: heart.
4: Oh, you says, all this is, that
20: breaks my heart so bad.
4: Listen to this funny. one. <laughs> No, please oh don't do that. I don't don't like
20: that. Oh, my
8: gosh.
20: Oh, my gosh. That's so, so sad. Um, the, deal is, the deal is this. You know, this is something that we've been, all of us, been going through, even down to Diamond and Silk with us being a brand. And right. for someone to come along, and, and typically it's a white man or a white woman, to say that I made you. Oh. It's because of me that you're this, this, right. and that or to even try to destroy what you created. Right. You know, with your sweat, blood, and tears. He was about to get probably a contract. Yeah. And then somebody came and messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Men take it away from their wives, their family, their kids. Their kids, yeah. That breaks my heart. And that's why I keep telling black people it's time for us to wake up.
8: Yeah.
21: You have to wake up. You have to see this. These liberals do not give a darn about us. Because they put everything that is damnable to our health, to our livelihoods in place mm-hmm. to mess us over. See if that was some white men creating that, mm-hmm. they would have gotten a contract, let's call oh, it yeah. like we see it. Oh, yeah. But because these were some black men with an tell you man, uh uh-uh, uh no 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 no, they gotta go get that. And that's what this was about. Well, is injustice.
4: Well, I got uh, this. and support. it breaks my heart. Well, listen to this. This may break it a little bit more. And I don't mean to do that. Uh, but let me share this with you really quick, why this is so important to us to bring these three guys out. David Banks um, has had a sister, LaWanna Banks-Clark. Uh, we lost her a year ago uh, this past November. She was taken suddenly with a brain clot. Um, mm-hmm. Family. Here's the problem. David Banks, um, who is my brother, uh, that was my sister, uh, who passed away? Uh, mm-hmm. They tried, these are model people that have been in prison all this time. The, the BOP says, look, we'll let you go uh, home. You qualify. This is what the website says. When we tried to get David Banks to be allowed to come to the funeral, he was denied by the warden, which was only about, what, Lisa, 40 minutes away? Yes. 40 wow. minutes away. And he was, he was not given the right to, to even say goodbye to his sister lost her as wow. a result of this wrongful conviction. They refused him that. Uh, and on the other side, like you said, a race thing. Absolutely, because we found out later that other people were given, what, at least a three-day like they, weekend they give, furlough.
1: Yeah, they give three and four days.
4: Not for death now, for recreation. But they wow. refused him. thanks to Barry, his sister. Lawana Banks-Clark was a, a stout uh, 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 advocate with this organization. Uh, had mm-hmm. been on trust in Washington, D.C. with us. We lost her, and David Banks is behind that wall, not even being allowed to grieve his sister's death like he needs to. to and wow. you know what? We were going to have him back. Uh, the, you know, we were going to have him back on time. They refused him. And this is why our push is so important for these three guys who have been away from their families, away from their church communities, and and the pain as, as you said this breaks your heart it's breaking a lot of hearts here because that yeah. is why we talked so long of what we're doing uh, I intend my attention diamond and silk is to push this interview if you guys are okay with it I want to push this interview exclusively alone as well as play it on our show so people can hear the truth of what's going on with oh, absolutely no, definitely absolutely. well
20: let me ask you this question did they did they apply for clemency or Parting with the Obama administration.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes, and as the as some of the people that picked up this video have said, Obama did absolutely. Federal judge, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Hurricane Carter, right? Uh huh. Hurricane Carter. Uh, this judge, uh, H. Lee Sarakin is the judge that told, sent a letter to President Obama, telling him, uh, look, in all, all his years, over 60 years in, in, the, in the system. He has never Mm -hmm. wanted to have clemency ever. He's never even reached out to any president. He never asked for it for anyone. uh, For anyone, but he asked for these men. That's how egregious this injustice was. I think we got a caller, Diamond and Silk, if you wouldn't mind them coming on and saying something to you. Go ahead, bring them on. Caller, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
4: Okay, go ahead, please. You're talking with Diamond and Silk on AJC Radio.
1: Yeah, this is, this is Pastor Rose Banks. This is my family that we're talking about. I am so grateful to you. Uh, I don't know where your names come from, Diamond and Silk, but I, <laughs> am, I am glad I'm glad that we get a chance to talk to you. Uh, the injustice has been done to these guys. Do you know how many years we reached out to the media? Nobody, in, I mean, locally here in Colorado, they shut the media down, where the media would not report anything about this case. You're talking about 21 uh, FBI agents who raided their business, armed, and quarantined them into the into the break room, and wouldn't let them go to the restroom un- un- unless they were escorted. All this was going on in that building, and no media, no media story at all in, anywhere yeah. in Colorado. And then when somebody finally called here, who heard heard about the case in Texas, in uh, I think uh, Georgia, called and said, "We've heard about this case. So why is the media not carrying it?" And mm-hmm. they said to him, and they said to him, uh, "We're going to tell you, uh, your best thing is not to get involved or ask any questions about it, As that because I don't think you, I don't think you want what's happening if you do."
21: Yeah, that's intimidation, oh. manipulation, domination. Yeah, it is. And it feels so
1: good, it feels so good to me that the minute you, we put this on the table, you, you saw it exactly the way it
21: Let me tell you something, you know, I I just, I I, I feel for our men and I get so emotional about this because I know the country that we live in and I know sometimes it's hard and especially for our black men and I get that. I feel it and I get it. But what bothers me is when people want to make it look like the stuff don't exist when it do exist. That's these right. men were right. minding their business and they put something together and they were due to get a $100 million grant, they are taming the American dream just like everybody else. How is it that they are okay with illegal aliens crossing our borders? They can turn whole towns into Spanish-speaking towns. They can get grants and live their life and and take away, even the fabrics of the dream, but we're born on this soil. Mm -hmm. We're born on this soil, and somebody have a problem with somebody putting something together. And that was about bias. That was discrimination, what I can see. That was these men did that. We should have been the one doing that. We can't let them do nothing like this. So what they do no. is they'll try to take it or they'll try to make it look like they're doing something wrong. Right. And yeah, they wrong. Do it. Uh, you, And you know what? Homeland Security
1: uh, Diamond and Silk, they contacted them when they heard about it. When they got through looking at it, they said every person in law enforcement, secret service, and everybody was at that meeting. And when these guys came back, that, that here's what they said to them. You guys be careful because nobody else has this project uh, product. And the government's been looking for it forever. And so you got to be very careful because other people will come after you. That's exactly what they did. And the FBI, in fact, was there during, during, during the time they were showing showing the demonstration of it. They were there, all law enforcement at the top level to the lower were, it was at that meeting after homeland security contacted them and said we are going to take the first two modules of your software and we're going to put you in the budget for a hundred million (sighs) dollars two weeks later two weeks later the fbi raised that business and obama didn't step in he didn't see this well no no he didn't he didn't and you know what Judge Serekin is a highly recognized federal judge who sat on the bench for many, many years and was in law enforcement for 60 years. And when he said, I'm going to write a letter to Obama to please show, give these men clemency, he said, I went over their entire case. You know what he told us? He said, if I look at this case and find one thing that mm-hmm. you did wrong and you're not telling me the truth, he said, I will back away from it and not touch it. He fought this thing and fought it and sent a letter to Obama and said, would you please take a look at this? These guys did nothing wrong and oh, they have been put goodness. in prison.
21: They were and, no, and I'm so, telling you, they, they were railroaded, so, you so are. So the
20: product that these guys created, the software, is it being utilized right now? Right.
4: No, but it is. No, it is. No. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor Bank.
20: No,
1: no, it's not. It. it uh, but they still have it. But once they did that, who has it? And what, yeah, 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 yeah. We got who have it. it. it uh, our
21: family has it. Okay, and and you have it, nobody has I have it or tried it. to copy it or anything like that. No, no, they couldn't. They couldn't. Okay. And Diamond, okay.
1: Diamond, check. Right. I mean, check this out. They, they, our guys kept that here. They came to try to get it, and when they couldn't get it, they they indicted them with without. Any anything to Any. support what they did, and oh then they God. then they are
21: taking,
1: a, they're taking a court. The guys can't afford an attorney because it, it's true. It's six of their five, six then, but now five. And they did everything they could in courtroom. They wouldn't let their expert witness come in. They wouldn't let them bring in their evidence. You will believe what they did to these guys.
20: So they did to them like what 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 was done to President Trump. Oh yeah, they're all.
4: That's what's being on. It's, it's, it's abuse of
21: power is what it is. It's
4: a abuse yeah. of power
21: because somebody got jealous because those black right. men created something that they couldn't create. So we can't jealous. go steal it from you, what we'll do is we'll mess you up' We're going to railroad you and throw you in jail. So
1: yeah, and what they did was put them in prison from 7 to 11 years. The, 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 these guys have been away from their families. We had children that get ill. Would have blood pressure and all kinds of stuff about their dad and uh, having been taken okay. away from them. Okay. and they would—they wouldn't give us anything. Even when they appealed it, they turned it down. They—they—they they, they messed up the transcript in court and hid it. When the judge, uh, she violated their Fifth Amendment right and made them take the stand. And then when the guys tried to, when when the guys tried to, uh, to to uh, uh to deal with that point of view, well, what? Well, how did? How can you do this? We, we're not supposed to have to take the stand. She said, You either do it or I'm going to close this case down. You will believe the cruelty yep. that's been done here.
4: And that was so, federal. So,
20: so, Mr. Clinton story, mm-hmm. he is released because of the
5: First prison okay. reform, right? Yes. yes. So,
20: he's not released because, um, um, let me make sure I'm saying this right. He's not released because they're saying that he was wrongfully jailed.
4: No. He no. has
20: been released because of what President Trump implemented. He, his name have not no, has not Everybody been cleared.
4: Correct. No,
21: Everybody's name need to be cleared. They wow. need to be yes. le- released, their names need to be cleared, and their livelihoods need to be given so, back to them.
1: Absolutely. Period. Exactly right.
21: Period. That's
1: exactly yes.
21: Because this yes, is injustice right. at its
1: finest. But, but it's you know reigners. what, a, a diamond, diamond and Silk, uh, the fact that President Trump is the only person in the office that didn't mind stepping on it and and calling it out for what it was. And while we had an African-American president who could care less and the the, the American people and black Mm -hmm. people in this country better wake up to the fact Obama did nothing for the black race. Mm-hmm. He did nothing
21: listen, I agree with you. The only yeah. ones he did something for was for the elite. He ran on hope and change. we was hoping something was going to change, but nothing changed. But he made yeah. out with a lot of change while all of us got short change mm-hmm. because remember yeah. he was' in that white House poor, and now he's filthy rich. That's understand right. that yeah. so so so, but if people can't see it shame on them Mm -hmm. but when you look at now see this is clearly to me just that 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 seemed like some white supremacy to me that's right whenever you take taking you railroad somebody Mm -hmm. and you take away their livelihood because you jealous Mm -hmm. because you envious because you couldn't create
8: it -hmm.
21: yeah they do it all the time yeah uh that's what we got to call out and that's why i love president trump and that's why even when he was, they were trying to railroad him, I didn't have a problem with calling it out. We're living through the new Jim Crow day, you all. That's right. This is just what it is. And shame on Obama for not looking out, especially for black people. Shame that's right. on him. That's right. Now listen, if you've done something wrong, you do need to be locked up. But if you ain't right. done nothing but you created something... And you was going to get a grant to have Homeland land of secu- security to, to secure our country. And all of a sudden, somebody don't like that. Because they want to get it. That's wrong. That's railroad in And somebody need to be held accountable
4: for it. Yeah, Well, you know what? I,
21: well,
4: ahead, I, thank
1: for, I thank God for you, uh, 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 Silk and Diamond. I appreciate you listening to us. We couldn't get nobody to hear us for years, no matter what we did. And our guys must guys here took about 50 different trips to Washington, pleading on the hill, and still we got nowhere. Until, oh, finally, until finally we came with, uh, with the Republicans on that side, that, those are the people who kind of picked it up.
20: Yeah, I mean, it's just like whenever we were being censored um, on Facebook, Democrats, they could care less. They said we, what we were doing was uh, calling this, they called it a host, mm-hmm. is what they did. They said we were lying about it. But it was the Republicans that allowed us a seat at the table to come there and tell what, what was going on. Not mm-hmm. the Democrats. Mm-hmm. The Democrats in Congress, those same Democrats that talk about no justice, no peace, and equality for all, are the ones that tried to destroy diamond and silk for
21: making a dollar too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, but just, oh, not the third it's amendment, amendment on that's social right. media that's right so, so i get it i understand it but enough is enough and yeah. it ends today it ends today. so we got to start figuring out how we gonna advocate we need everybody released mm-hmm. everybody right. got caught up in this foolishness release their names need to be cleared, yeah. and their livelihoods need to be given back to them. Because right. they don't miss out yeah. on their children's lives. They don't miss out on their wives. I mean, you see what I'm talking about? This is, no, 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 no. We need to get this. We need they, Somebody need to write a wrong here. That's right. Is what needs to happen.
8: It
1: needs to be done ASAP. And, and President Trump is the only man who can do it.
21: He is the only man that can do it. You know what? For so long, people, everybody, under the sound of my voice, we... Y'all, because we changed we switched our party, have been conditioned mm-hmm. to vote one way.
8: Mm-hmm.
21: And sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone. That's right. You have to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And that's what Diamond and what? Silk did. We started thinking outside of the box. And it mm-hmm. took a billionaire businessman to come in and change the whole game. Dang, and right. see, I told Silk the other month, I said, you know what, don't be surprised. If President Trump don't get up and start pardoning people mm-hmm. and granting people clemencies. And I see more of that because we're dealing with a flawed system
1: here. Yeah.
21: And some stuff has got to change. Oh, it
1: must be.
4: That's true.
21: Oh,
1: you, know, you know what, Diamond uh, and Silk, I guarantee you, y'all have been through, through the fire from one end to the other just because you spoke out for what was right. Oh, absolutely.
21: Oh, they call us yeah. all kinds of names. They call us true the Toms, Aunt Your Mama, Not Your Mama, Bahama Mamas. But guess what? <laughs> but you won't call me is crazy. And we can no longer vote for a system that keeps handing us crimes, mm-hmm. that want to destroy our very existence. Is and I tell black people, if you only knew your power, mm. if you only knew your power, they wouldn't try to destroy you. They, they destroy you because you are powerful. That's you just don't hard. know it. See, let me tell you why I say that. Because in the communities, you have a liquor store on every corner. And you have an abortion killing every other block to kill your baby. Mm-hmm. Drugs is peddling in the neighborhood to take you out of here or to put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Everything is designed yeah. to take down the black man, and it's time mm-hmm. for our black mm-hmm. men to start waking up waking and, and finding hey, 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 yeah. there's something wrong with this here. And so when I hear the call us white supremacy now let me tell you what's white supremacy when I look at these here at these cities that's being run by liberals you have to have and you have the have not and in the have not community they have literally nothing right. and everything. Where? and then when you call them out everybody want to call you a racist or a white supremacy no white supremacy is when you have these left leaning liberals that don't give a thought about Americans they still off the and they leave the American people at the bottom. They don't care about yeah. us black people because if they cared, they would have a border that's wide open to let people uh, influx in here and we don't even know who these people are. That's if right. they care about us and us obtaining the American dream, let me tell you something. We deserve the American dream. That's right. why. Because our ancestors, our ancestors built this country yeah. and we are descendants of those ancestors. Mm-hmm. That's why we deserve And we not know immigrants to this country. Me. we were born right here on this soil That's so right. what happened to those guys should not have happened and we're going to mm-hmm. have to advocate i want them all home yes okay. ASAP. Uh, and, and, and 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 silk and diamond
1: can we send y'all of the dossier that, that tells this entire story so you can yes, read it too.
20: well most definitely. It has a
1: lot to it. So, so have Lamont Banks to send that to you. And, and and we hope to hear from you again, but I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it as a mother, as a pastor. I raised my children right to fear God, to fear this, oh. to, to, to obey the laws of the land. And my son said, Mom, how can you do something for your country? And they reward you by putting you in jail. Oh, okay.
21: <laughs>
20: Mm-hmm.
8: Let's see. go back.
20: Wow. Remember, it's not the country, it's the
21: dirty cops. That's right. That's it's it is, it's well. the people that's running this country. Yeah. It's these left-leaning liberals. Yeah. And I hate to say it, you all, but some of these people are black, too. Yeah. Left-leaning liberals oh, yeah. because they've been taught to mistreat. But see, this is what the slave masters taught the ancestors, to, to distrust one another, that's to right. mistreat each other. Yeah. And it just passed down generations and generations. And if you all done been up there to the hill, you would have thought one of them black congressmen. them right. black senators, somebody would have looked at this year, but everybody no, want to no. ignore it because they want to continue to get their kickbacks and their paddy whack. That's right. That's, that's right. what it
20: yes, is. And let well, me just also yes. just say this one mm-hmm. thing. You got to look at also the different legislatures that has been pushed by Democrats to take and detain and put black men in jail. Look at the Clinton crime bill, the 1944 right. Clinton crime bill. Right. Look at how they, they, they did those bills so that you will have a reason, they could have a reason to lock you up. Look at the Jim Crow law. That was put in place. Look, it was the Democrats that fought to keep black people in slavery. Mm -hmm. It was the Republican Party that fought to free the slaves. That's right. A lot of people are not being taught that one little piece of history. And no, the party didn't switch. The people switched. It was the people that switched. And people don't even know that because you have the Democrat party that have put this type of ideology and people mind to make you believe that we are the party for you. Now, if they were the party for black folks, Tell me why black folks still broke and
21: still poor that's and still right. being railroaded in this country. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those people have power up there. You can do something about this. Yeah. They could have advocated about this. They could have went to President Trump about this. That's right. But nobody is doing nothing. Shame on Shame them. On
3: Shame yes. on them. Shame so them.
21: And I want people on this side of my voice to understand that you're going to have to vote, vote right anything. so you won't get left. That's right. You're going to have to make sure right. that you vote red, vote Republican. And you know
1: what silk and diamond when yes, my ma'am. when when they couldn't get these guys to take a plea deal, they said we're not going to plea because we did nothing wrong. You know what they did they came and took my daughter and 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 staged a perjury trap for my daughter. My daughter did not perjure herself; they brought her into the grand jury she wasn't I even a part of this. They put my daughter in jail in Arizona for six months. And and then told and then and, and and she brought the evidence to court from a handwriting expert to say this woman did not do anything wrong and one of the attorneys said it doesn't matter whether she did anything wrong or not, she gonna get some jail time. And my daughter was under so much pressure until I truly believe that's why she ended up having that,
21: that the head problem because if she had to an, to an aneurysm that's due to stress. She had a blood clot yeah. to the brain, correct?
4: Correct. An yeah. an aneurysm?
21: That's yeah, crazy. stress can cause that. Yeah, stress yeah. can cause that. Cause stress can cause your blood pressure to go that high when it happens. Stress can
4: well, cause that. Yeah. And this came down to, again, that pressure. And I said this on our show that uh, who, all that was involved, Judge Christina Guell, the federal judge, the FBI, uh, the attorney, uh, the U.S. attorneys, all the, those that, that manufactured this garbage, I told them they were complicit in the death of Lawana Banks-Clark. They were complicit in that because at the end of the day when you bring this type of uh, horrific actions and behavior by a prosecution uh, by by this whole process and these guys being locked up David Banks again being her brother uh, the doctors made it clear when they when we when she went to the ER and they asked this question has Luana been under a lot of stress has she been under it and all we could answer is yes because what she has seen within the, this criminal justice system. And we are grateful to, to President Trump that stepped out and was able to get bipartisan support. Uh, people came together and he signed it. And that, that, that speaks volumes to the president on this prison reform. Let and me the, tell you
21: something. We have a president. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I'm not just saying it's his pocket. I'm saying it's because we know this. Mm-hmm. We, we know this man yes. who loves Americans and who wants to see us all thrive. Yes. He really do. He gets a, he gets tickle pink. Seeing people thrive and seeing people prosper mm-hmm. and seeing people come up, yeah. so you have a president that's working for the people, and that's why he yeah. won this by, by the people.
4: people. Yep, yes mm-hmm. no, I agree. I agree with you on that, and and I think, like you said, uh, uh, President Trump is going to be interested to know how do we get these three men. President Trump started, you know, with his business, built it to what it is today. He can he can relate to these men who set out. And why not get these men out and let them become an inspiration to this nation and get yeah, this up? see I think yeah, that's, cool. that's
20: right. Yeah, yep. look, send that information over, okay? I will. And um, you know, we'll talk off record about everything else because yep. um, it's not—it's not—it it is not fair. It's not a fair system. But we have to continue to bring it to the light, just like President yep. Trump is draining the swamp and he's shining light on all of the gook. That's been there in the swamp. All of the rats that's been clogging the pipes in the swamp, we see exactly who they are. Uh, and yeah. so, with him doing that, we have to continue to expose that no yeah. matter yeah. what. No matter wow. what. I
1: understood it when he came out talking about the uh, how the justice department, uh, or the justice system of this country is all messed up, and he he's pointed to the FBI. He pointed to everywhere there was corruption and and mm-hmm. people being lives being taken away. We understand it, but please yeah. stay
20: in touch with us. Uh, y'all, please oh, stay in absolutely. touch with us. We'd,
1: we'd appreciate it. Absolutely,
20: absolutely. and we we're all, all family here. Around. We're family here. And those yeah. guys that's locked up, those are my brothers. That's right. And, and I don't care, what color, I don't care right. what color they are. I don't care what color they are. Those are my
4: brothers. And we're getting yeah. them out. They're coming home.
20: They're coming home. Well, well thank
1: you me. so much. We appreciate Thanks, it.
4: Yes. And uh, Pastor Banks, thank you so much uh, for calling in. Diamond and Silk, uh, I can't say enough for uh, you guys no. taking time. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you guys so much for what you do and being a part of of justice and advocates for justice. We appreciate it so very much.
20: Thank you, and thank you for having us.
4: Okay, we'll be in touch. That's Diamond and Silk, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what, a powerhouse, a influence, and true advocates against injustice. We're so grateful for them. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back.
20: So, you know, Diamond, I am just so excited about The First Step Act
8: Mm -hmm. that
20: is being implemented with prison reforms. And what I'm most excited about is the fact that we have a president, President Donald J. Trump, that wants to sign
9: this into law you may not have a family member in prison but if a prisoner get out and he don't have the tools that he need to be successful, Mm -hmm. he may come and break in your house. That's right. Or he may commit another crime Mm -hmm. and it may affect you and your family. You have to understand that most families are severely impacted by a loved one going to prison Uh and when they get out, sometime um, they're not able to re-enter into society where they can make it on their own and so this should be a bipartisan effort on On both both sides of the aisle, Mm -hmm. where people are coming to the table, let's get this signed into law. So that's why we need you to sign up for conservative justice reform.
4: Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the delay there. I'll tell you right now, if you're looking for some people to back you, to get behind you, they don't come better than Diamond and Silk. I'll tell you that right now. And what an interview, what a passionate group of young ladies committed to fighting injustice. And we want to give a very special thanks and a shout out to Diamond and Silk, President Trump as well for, I'll tell you what. I'm going to echo the words of President Trump. The best is yet to come in regards to the prison reform in this nation. And when you have two ladies like Diamond and Silk on board, the sky's the limit and beyond. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back.
15: Over a million people are sitting in the prisons of America but nonviolent It's time for fear justice. It's time for smart justice. And we need your help.
7: Black History Month is a month of celebration month of you know how far we've come, uh, our past, our people of today, uh, just a celebration of all black culture. The opportunities that we have today would not exist without the sacrifices of uh, those before us. They really paved the way for us. The things that really matter during the month is just to continue to push forward, to make sure we continue honoring those thoughts and you know, those individuals.:
2: There are no loose ends in TV procedural dramas. At the end of the hour, the bad guy always gets what's coming to him. Unfortunately, the real world is a lot more complicated. We know from the work of the Innocence Project and other organizations in the Innocence Network that the system doesn't always get it right. According to the National Registry of Exonerations, since 1989, nearly 2,000 people have been exonerated of crimes they didn't commit. What people don't realize is a good number of those people pleaded guilty to crimes even though they were innocent. In fact, in nearly 10% of the nation's DNA exonerations, people pleaded guilty to serious crimes and agreed to serve significant prison time because the system is stacked against them, especially if they are poor and people of color. That's right. The stakes are so high that we have innocent men and women agreeing to serve long prison sentences, a system that puts that much pressure on people to plead guilty is a problem. Visit guiltypleaproblem.org to learn more about the men and women who are pressured into pleading guilty to crimes they didn't commit. And join us in demanding that our elected officials do something to protect the innocent people who get caught up in a broken criminal justice system. Thank you.
4: Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. And I'll tell you right now, this has been a humdinger, if you will. It's been a eye-opening experience as we have began to take a look uh, at President Trump' First Step Act uh, and the impact uh, on this nation. And make no mistake about it, uh, this is good stuff. And, Samson, as we have gone down this road, uh, your thoughts of Diamond and Silk, their passion, and the impact they make across this nation.
16: Well, I mean, they've only been out for what I understand for about five years, and you can tell these ladies. I mean, they they started out, from what I understand, with just like an idea and the webcam on an on an Apple iPad. Now they they have you know over 2.2 million followers across you know various social media platforms, and you can tell that their heart is in every single thing that they do. You know, you don't get. That loud, that passionate, that excited when you're talking about something, whether it's a good excited or bad excited about, you know, getting these men released from prison, talking about the problems that are in the criminal justice system, about reform, about President Trump, who they avidly support. I mean, you can hear it in every bit of their conversation, where these ladies stand, how badly they want to see something change in this this country, and how much they're willing to stand up for not just, you know— minority society, but the entire society as a whole, hey, there should be no difference when it comes to anything that happens you know, to people when it comes to justice. There should be no difference between black, white, brown, whatever. There should be, this is the law, and that's what it is, and they want to see it reformed. It's great. No, 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 for
4: sure. And uh, what's all the hype about that has a video right at 3 million views or very, very close to it that shook social media, uh, shook it up? And I'll tell you what, when President Trump retweets a tweet, uh, he does nothing small. So if he's retweeting, something's going on. So let's take a listen to that release of Clinton Stewart. Here's the audio.
8: Tomorrow, all the things were gone. Worked for all my life, and I had to start again.
9: Just my children. My dad gets out today, and we're really grateful for President Trump and the First Step to Act. I understand that my daddy is very, very, very grateful to be coming home. It's been a very long journey of injustice, but we are very, very grateful for President Trump and creating the First Step to Act, and we thank you
1: so much. And I'm proud to be an American,
8: where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget
20: I'm very thankful to God for First step back that President Trump has given us. Us as African Americans
8: have been waiting for this for a long time and our brother is coming home. Thank you, President Trump. God bless the USA! Hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA. Will is pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.
10: Being here, being able to get out, we thank God for President Trump and the First
5: Step back. We just appreciate it, you know. I mean, President Obama had an opportunity to help us out, he refused. But uh, remember, your three brothers are still in chains, you know. We still got some guys that need to come out. So we just thank God for everybody being here. You know, this cold speech volumes that y'all out here. We appreciate you. Okay. So uh, I just thank God, you know. Yeah, we gonna go get some food. <laughs>
8: There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless
4: the USA. Well, there you have it. Uh, the impact, the effect is the same. No matter how many times I hear that, it is the same. I'll tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the emotion that comes with this is bigger than I can put into words. We have three brothers remaining behind the wall David Banks, Dave Zapolo, Demetrius Harper. Our fight continues until these men are released. Eight years, they are approaching of injustice, of a wrongful conviction that had serious consequences and collateral damage. Cliff, your thoughts on this as we have tried our best to wrap our hands around uh, what's going on here, but the impact and what happened with this video uh, with Clint, give us your thoughts on that.
22: Well, when you look at Everything that has transpired since then, and how um, you know Lamont, we we've, we've been to D.C. I mean, I don't I don't know how many times over the last even the last five years, not to mention uh, you know the last ten fifteen. But you you look at the response that we get, and and I'm not talking about response in in uh, lip service. I'm talking about viable action that we can say. This person did this and it made it made a a difference. It made an impact on not only uh, us as advocates, but society as a whole that you look and say this has made an impact on society. You you can't begin to understand how how much of an impact until you look at these uh, individuals that have been released due to the First Step Act. And it really shines a light on the need for judicial reform, for uh, prison reform. But what it does show is that when these people are let out early, that you realize they don't need to stay in prison any longer. They come out, they get jobs, they become a a part of society again, they have things to offer to their communities. So what it shows is that they don't need, that the, the sentence didn't need to be that long in the first place. If they get out early and they're becoming viable members of society, so it shines a light on the fact on the uh, need for judicial and uh, prison reform. And like Diamond and Silk said, you know, uh, they they the things that they said that we heard tonight. If you are uh, if you are a liberal, a Democrat, whatever you want to call it, the the arguments that they made will make you take a serious look at who you are, what you believe. And how you feel you're represented by members of Congress. I'm not telling anybody who to vote for, but you got to deal with the facts. You got to you got to do the research yourself, deal with it, look at the truth, and say, "Hey, I need to make a viable decision on what is going to impact me, my community, and America as a whole."
4: No, good point, uh, Cliff, on that. And um, you know, it, it is simply the truth. As I said, let's let's put these men. Uh, back into society in a productive manner uh, where they can continue. Everybody doesn't have a vision or a dream on that magnitude that can shape a nation, protect our children, our children's children, and all those that feel that we must establish tomorrow for this nation. Uh, Kendrick, your thoughts on that as in, 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 in cooperation of what Cliff said.
15: I just think it was refreshing hearing uh, from people that get it. It didn't take long to explain uh, the wrong that was done to the IRP5. Uh, it's it's good to see that you know what you're not talking in circles. Because a lot of times you're you're explaining the case to people, and you understand that they really don't want to get it. It's almost like it's too it's too evil, and I'd rather close my eyes and close my ears and close and and say nothing about it. But it's good to see people that are passionate that understand. You know what? This is a time for change, and sometimes in change you have to be brave and step out of the box and do something different so that change can really happen. And so it was very. I was. I was. It's an honor to have them on the show. That you guys got a chance to interview them. I mean, it was. That's. That I enjoyed the whole segment. I mean, from the beginning to the end. And I think we, America, needs to take a note that we are all citizens here and we should all fight for our rights here and believe that, you know, justice should happen to everybody. No, right. no, absolutely
4: right. And uh, right now is our friend. We had on the show last week and uh, she, I'll tell you what, she's fired up. Cassie Monaco is joining us and she's excited. Wanted to have a comment in regards to what she's heard tonight. Cassie, are you there?
19: Hi, Lamont. I'm here. Can you, am
4: yes, I there? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, you are. Okay,
19: Oh, my God. Well, uh, thank you um, for taking my call. I wish I could have had the opportunity to hear the whole show. I cannot wait until after we hang up and I can um, listen to it. But my goodness, to listen to Diamond and Silk, they are so passionate, and they are fierce, and they are fighters, and I am just like – now I'm even more fired up I'm fired up but I'm even more <laughs> fired up after hearing a little bit of them and then you had to go and play the the sound of, of the video again that makes me cry every single time it touches well, that's me a good cry. oh my gosh right? I mean such a beautiful job um, you guys did on that and it's just it's so inspiring and motivating And, and yeah, yeah.
4: So uh, yeah, would, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. I know you had said, had something to say about compassionate release. Is, did you want yes, to share that? yeah,
19: yeah, I do. Because when I had I just tuned in um, to uh, the interview, you guys were speaking about compassionate release, and I have so many examples of where compassionate release was denied, and mm-hmm. one where I helped fight very hard for um, compassionate release to happen. But uh, one of my examples is uh, Jimmy Massat, mm-hmm. a gentleman in his seventies uh, and serving time in at Inglewood and his wife, his beloved wife for 15 years, uh, wow. 50 years, 50 years yes. past. All right. Oh, well wow. Jimmy was, yeah, he, he was down to his last two years of sentencing, a nonviolent person. All he wanted to do was go to his wife's funeral and say goodbye. Oh, wow. And he, w- he was denied. Well, he I... was denied.
4: Yeah. And, and then the... you have... Oh, wait, go easy. ahead. No, please. No, go, go ahead. ahead, please. Uh, I and think then, the problem... Uh, I think the problem we have with compassionate Release, and, and Cassie, we're going to have you back on since we're, our, our backs are against the clock right now, but I want to discuss this further with you. We're going to talk offline and get you set up to come back and really dig into that. That's a show by itself. Uh, the problem is wardens have too much power to grant. Yes. It should be an automatic thing. This guy is, has lost his wife for 50 years. 50 and years. You, that is uncomprehendable to me. Promise you we're going to get into that discussion, so put your notes together, whatever you have. I want to bring that to the show and talk to the American people about why this is a tragedy. It is cruel and unusual punishment. That's what it falls under. It is How
19: cruel you- and un- unusual punishment. It absolutely is. I have a million cases, and we will talk about that at another time. But I, um, I also just want to say to you guys, I'm Mm -hmm. so thankful for your your voices um, because you do give a voice to the men and women who are inside and don't. Um, They can't speak their voices, so thank you for that. But also your show and what you do at A Just Cause is not self-serving. So many times people will get into situations because it it highlights them. It strategically um, benefits them big um, at a just cause you guys are looking out for everybody and giving them a voice and it is so appreciative and I mean look at what you just did with that video you know diamond and silk tweeted it the president picked up on it Um, to be able to get something noticed like that is amazing and I know um, you all deal a lot with you know wrongful convictions but I'm going to do a, a shameless plug since you have me on here. Um, I'm dealing right now with uh, juvenile um, lifers, and maybe that's something else that you, you guys no. can consider for your show. And I'm advocating for uh, a, a man, Andre Cooper. I'm going to visit him Saturday. I know his, his story. I'm going to the prison and visiting him Saturday.
4: Well, he's do another a, man. Well, Cassie, do me a favor. Me and you will talk this weekend and uh Mm -hmm. whatever time works for you hit me up call me let's talk about it i want to talk about all those issues we are out of time thank you so much for the kind words and oh my god
19: you're so welcome. keep up keep up the good fight
4: thank you we'll be in touch cassie have a great evening thanks for calling in we appreciate it good night america this is ajc radio we'll see you next time